Good afternoon. How is everybody? It's wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. God is amazing. He works in mysterious ways. I never thought I would be in this church. But God knew. Before I was born, he knew I would be in this church. And he knew that today I'll be with you, together with my wife. Pastor Thomas, thank you so much for allowing us to share uh, our testimony. It's not really our testimony. It's the testimony of Jesus Christ. So whatever we're going to share today, please don't look at us as such. Look at Christ. It's to him we give the glory the honor, and the praise. He's our great king and our savior and our master and lord. So before I proceed, I will ask my wife to come here, and then from there I'll, I'll carry on on the, the message. In fact, the testimony. My dear. I greet you all in Jesus' name. And this morning I just want to remind you that you are indeed the temples of the living God. Don't you know, don't you know you are the temples? Don't you know, don't you know you are the temples? Don't you know, don't you know you are the temples? You are the temples of the Holy Ghost. Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know you are the temple? Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know you are the temple? Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know you are the temples? You are the temples of the Holy Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I am that. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I am that. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I am that temple. I am that temple of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. Yes, we know we are the temple. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. Yes, we know we are the temple. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. Yes, we know we are the temples. We are the temples of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. Welcome. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. 
us with your power. Live inside of me. You are living water. A never drying fountain. Comforter and counselor. Take complete control. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power, live inside of me. So Lord, we come before you this morning, asking Master that you open our ears, open our hearts, O oh God, and make us ready to hear what you have to say to us. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit, we have no power. Jesus said before he left this earth to go back to his father. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will be with you. And he will be in you to guide you, to lead you, to teach you, to remind you of everything that I've taught you. We need the Holy Spirit. In Africa, the Holy Spirit is moving. It's moving mightily, touching lives, transforming lives. Bring lives to the foot of the cross. That's the mission of the church. That's the mission of the Holy Spirit. It's to draw, first of all, to, to bring the God's word alive in your hearts. And to draw you to Christ. And to help you grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the bedrock of our hope. Jesus is the anchor of our soul. There is tremendous need of the Holy Spirit. The invitation is that we may be open to the Holy Spirit. That he may do that which God has purposed for each one of us. He will meet us at the point of need. In Africa, can you, uh, can you put the map of Africa, please? Africa is a big continent. 54 countries, 11.7 million miles, three times the size of America, 2,000 languages. It's the second most populated continent.
continent. It's a complex continent. In that complexity, Jesus moves. In that complexity, the Holy Spirit moves. We come from Zambia. Zambia is a beautiful country. It's right there, down the southern part of Africa. Beautiful game parks. Beautiful people, wonderful people. Victoria Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world, is in Zambia. I wish one day the Lord will open a door for you to come to Zambia to test the beauty of Zambia, the people of Zambia. Zambia is a Christian country, officially and constitutionally a Christian country. So when you come to Zambia, you have freedom to minister anywhere without fear. Because it's an open society. We are only one of very few countries in the world. Yes, other religions are there. They practice their faith. But we are a Christian country. So it's wonderful to be in a place like that. On the 18th of October, last month, Zambia had a, a national day of prayer. Thousands and thousands of people came. It was a soccer stadium. Full. Our president was there. The two living uh, previous presidents were there. Government officials were there. Chiefs were there. Church leaders were there. Every person from every walk of life was there to lift up their hands to the master, to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in our lives. You are welcome to change us. You are welcome to trans transform us. You are welcome to point us to the cross where our burdens were lifted up, our sins were dealt with, our pain and brokenness all dealt up at the cross at the foot of the cross. So, there, there you can see for yourself. That work you see in Africa is an endeavor of missionaries. Missionaries all over the world coming to minister to the African people. One of those great missionaries was Dr. David Livingstone from Scotland in England. He came to Zambia. He labored in Zambia for many years. He actually died in Zambia. He had such love for Zambia, and the Zambian loved him so much. So much so that when he died, they took his heart and buried it in Zambia. And they took his body, walked for 1,500 miles to take the body to the coast because Zambia is landlocked to take the body to the coast so that the body can be taken to England, his home place. There he's buried in England. So I am also a product of missionary endeavors. 
First, but for me, it starts from here. It starts from America. Years before I was born, decades before I was born, around 1930s, some Americans, some missionary-minded Americans, some compassionate Americans, some Americans who had the commission, the great commission at their heart, got into their pockets, got, put money together, sent a missionary to Zambia. That missionary led my father to the Lord. And that part of Zambia, at that time, there were no schools in rural areas. So that missionary taught my father how to read and write. And my father did not look backwards. He was the first convert in that area. He had to fight against unbiblical customs, traditions, and rituals. It was a battle. But through more, he was able to plant three churches. What more to us? who are so privileged with education is a challenge to us to be engaged in the furtherance of the gospel, in the furtherance of God's kingdom. So when I was born, years later, I was born in a Christian family. And at the age of about 10, 11 there, I gave my life to Christ. Christ became my personal savior. Thanks to the Americans. Thanks to Americans. Those Americans who sent, my, who sent the missionary, they don't know how far their compassion has reached Africa. They don't know. They have no idea. They didn't know me. But whatever I'm going to do, and whatever other people died and other people are touching, I pray that in heaven, they will, see, they will receive their reward. So, when I was born, uh, born again, the Lord gave me a vision. A wonderful vision. I saw a vision of, of Christ. When I say I saw a vision of Christ, I didn't see his hair. I didn't see his ear, but I knew that was Christ. He was lifted up with hands stretched. The vision was glorious, majestic in splendor, really covered with glory. And the message was simple, going to lift Christ to the nations. I said, Lord, how can it be? I'm in this corner of Zambia, rural Zambia. No education, no, no schools, no visible means of supporting nothing. But you know, I know that unto God, all things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. I said, Lord, help me to get some education. And when I grow up, Lord, can you give me for my wife a Christian girl? 
And I'm in this corner of Zambia. I need some exposure. Can you expose me? God started opening incredible doors for me to go to school. I studied in Zambia, Africa, United Kingdom, even here in America. All my studies, God was providing. Incredible. One of the, those provisions, I remember, I was running a province. I was a provincial manager. Uh, Zambia was receiving money from United Nations for development programs as a new nation. So I, the province I was, we are receiving this money, and I was in charge. So one day, a missionary, a, a, I mean, um, an official from United Nations came to Zambia to see how money was being used in Zambia. When he came to the province I was running, he was so impressed when he saw what was going on, how we accounted for every dollar we received, so that when he came back to United Nations, he wrote a letter to my employers. We want that young man, Samuel, to go to Europe for studies. So I've, I've had various scholarships and, and so forth from people I don't know. So much so that I asked God to help me to get up to grade seven because the highest educated person at that time was grade two. So I was asking way above grade two. But you know what God has done? For each grade I asked him, he's given me a degree. So I stand here with seven degrees plus a doctorate. from Zambia, from Europe, from America. God can do exceedingly abundantly. More than you can ever think, imagine, or ask. All you need to do is to believe. And subsequently, he led me 5,000 miles away. I wish I could tell you the testimony. To a place called Bristol in England. There, I was led to go to a medical school. He told me, go to a medical school. There you'll find a girl from Zambia. I went to that medical school. I found one girl from Zambia, full of the Holy Spirit. That girl became my wife. So when we came back from United Kingdom to Zambia, our wedding the Prime Minister of Zambia was invited by the uncle of my wife. The Prime Minister of Zambia accepted. He was the guest of honor at our wedding. There were so many people, the church was full, they had to use loudspeaker. And from our wedding to our reception, which was five, five miles, we had a police escort in the front, on the sides. You know, it was a royal wedding. Exposure. God made all the three requests I made to him. God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. My sisters, my brother, God is faithful. Hold on. Hold on. Continue praying. Never give up. Amen. In due season, he is going to answer and meet every need you have. Amen. Because he has got power. He has compassion. He has got love. That's why he came.
So, while we were there, so the first day, really, our wedding became the beginning of our ministry, in a sense. Because a lot of people were touched for Christ, because the prime minister was also a believer. So, a lot of people were touched for Christ. But uh, during that time, the enemy does not sleep. You know, we have to be vigilant. But the enemy somehow came, came in our home and attacked my wife. So at this stage, I'll ask my wife uh, to come and uh, explain. But before that, I just want to you to show the picture of Zambia, where people are praying. You see that on 18th October, we had a national day of prayer in Zambia. Thousands and thousands of people came to a soccer stadium. Our president is the one in, in green. That one was the founding president, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda. Ministers, chiefs, leaders from all over, pastors, everybody across the nation were there. That day was declared really a, a public holiday. That's how much we are dependent on God. That's how much we want to honor God. Because we know without him, we are nothing. Without God, without the Holy Spirit, we are nothing. So maybe at this stage, I'll ask my wife to come and uh, say something. For me, it was a happy day when I gave the, my life to the Lord, mm. and that was in 1973. And I was walking with the Lord. Um, of course, 76, we got married, as my husband says. And to me, everything was going fine, going to church, you know, walking with the Lord, until a day of reckoning really arrived. To me, it came in a form of being very sick. I had gallstones, so I had to go in for surgery. At that time, I was already a senior nurse, and so it was easy <coughs> to get the best surgeons, you know. Um, the nurses that were attending to me, everybody was ready for my surgery. So I went in, and as you know, laying on the gurney, prepped, and ready to have the surgery done. Then the procedure started. But before the, that procedure was done, I saw my spirit leaving my body, literally. And at that time, you know, um, of course, there was panic in the operating room, but I was gone. It was like my, the whole of me just dropped to the bottomless pit. And in that suspended, imagine that suspended state where you're lying flat and you dropped down, your spirit, so to speak, drops. 
you know, or comes out of your body and drops there. But I was still in this lying state. And I saw myself being moved, you know, being turned from one side to another. When I was turned to one side, that side was pitch black, ugly, not pleasant at all. And then I would be turned to the other side where it was beautiful, glorious. I just wanted to remain there. And for several times, I was turned from one side to another. And then a voice as clear as I can, you know, hear you or you hear me, said to me, which side do you want to be? Of course, I want to be on the light side, I glorious side, and so on. Okay, you go, you know, and be where you want to be. So that then became came, you know, uh, a testimony for me, which is very important for each one of us, that when we decide to be with on the Lord's side, let's be on the Lord's side. The Lord wants us to be fully committed yeah. to him, mm -hmm. not one leg in the world and one leg, mm -hmm. you know, uh, trying to work with the Lord. So this total commitment is what the Lord is looking for. He's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. He is in the business of getting us ready for that time when he comes for us. And he is sending us people that are speaking into our lives, Pastor Tom and others, are there working for the Lord, with the Lord, to prepare our hearts so that we are ready for that time when he comes for us. Are you ready? Is the question. EMI is doing um, some mission work in Zambia. And we have basically four projects going on at the moment, and my husband will probably have a minute to elaborate. We have uh, um, work to the kids, so the, the children, and the children are disadvantaged children and orphaned children. And we also have uh, work with the community where we go in and help the communities. And also, during our time in this Mukloaikwa um, project, the government has given us a school which we are supporting about 800 kids. And uh, we are going on to, um, we are working on the institute too for training. So my husband will elaborate on that. But it didn't, we started really humbly, buying t-shirts in a dollar shop, you know the one dollar shop, t-shirts, filling our suitcases and going, you know, to Zambia and giving those t-shirts to the children. 
And so as we sat there, of course, we prayed and, you know, the kids come. And the, this particular time we went with our daughter and we gave out the T-shirts. And the, just when I gave out the last one, I said, you know what, I don't think we have enough. My daughter says, oh, mom, I think I have, you know, I have some T-shirts in the car. So she went and brought out the six T-shirts that she had, you know, carried just in case, you know, she needed to give those away. So she went and brought them. And those were the six which made that every kid had a T-shirt for them. So that, um, that was the beginning of her ministry too. She has an orphanage which she supports in, in Zambia. She's married now and, you know, the two of them go out and from time to time they support that orphanage. So for some of you who will be able to come to Zambia, will be able to see some of that work too. And so the other time that we, you know, we did a community project was at a time when the cattle for that, you know, village, most of them were dead because of the diseases, the cow's disease. And so they didn't have much help in terms of plowing. We went in uh, with the help of, you know, friends, you know, from America. We went in with our 5,000 US dollars, hired a tractor and plowed the land for them, uh, bought seeds and, you know, planted and everything. The villagers were able to say they had a bumper harvest that year. And they were able to eat and they were able to sell some of their produce. So God is good, just small, small, you know, efforts, and he takes over and makes everything really good. And lately we have 800 kids that look forward to my husband, you know, going, to us going. And when we go in, we just take school supplies and buy uniforms. And fortunately, there are people there who are ready to make uniforms for the kids. So we just go in with, you know, a little money get the uniforms made, and we go out and supply uh, uniforms to, each, you know, to the kids year after year. And that help is going miles you know, um, forward. We also have a few that we support in terms of school fees and things like that. But God is good and faithful. Yeah. Uh, he sends laborers in his field, and uh, a work of partnership with others is just great. Because one person produces a little, but, you know, partnering, you produce more. Amen. Amen. It's wonderful. It's a, a, it's a wonderful thing to know that God can honor even the little thing we do. The founding pastor of this church last week, he says, Pastor Tom has a broad vision. 
but they need some people to do the details so that the vision is complete. You know, when you support Pastor Thomas' vision, you are also supporting your vision. Yes, that's how it, 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 it works. And it's amazing to me that the founding pastor last Sunday dealt with a passage. That passage is a passage for our ministry. And to Pastor Tom this morning, when he was praying, he referred to that passage. That is Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19. I just want to read it. Luke 4, uh, verses 18 to 19. In the King's, New King's James Version. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's a scripture the Lord gave us for our ministry. That's a scripture we are working on. It's just, we are merely vehicles. For me, it speaks volumes. Because I was in the corner of Zambia, where I could do nothing but some loving people. Americans who sent a missionary to Zambia made a difference in my life. When I accepted Christ, that was the beginning of a wonderful journey. And in my heart is that those kids in those parts of the world will hear the gospel. We don't just give clothes. We give the word of God. The idea is to bring them to a personal knowledge with God. Because it's only God who can change things. He has changed my life. He has taken us with my wife to various places. Before he called us full-time ministry, she was a deputy chief nursing officer in the Ministry of Health in Zambia. I was running a corporation, a major public corporation as a general manager. God says, leave here. I'm taking you somewhere. So we resigned our positions to come into full-time ministry because we know promotion comes from? Yes. So we are so committed as far as God can allow us. So it's a great privilege to be in a place like this where God is honored, where God is honored. But the only thing I want to, to, to emphasize is the faithfulness of God. You know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. We are supposed, we are all called to work to fulfill that. How, how can he, the Romans say, say, how can they hear the word of God? Romans say, until there's a preacher, how can he preach until he sent? Blessed are those 
who work in the vineyard. Joshua says, I for my household, we shall serve the Lord. What we do for the Lord is lasting. That's what we take in heaven. Those people who supported uh, that missionary who came to Zambia to lead my, my father to the Lord, they'll be surprised at the fruit of what they've done. They don't have no idea, but in heaven, they'll be surprised. So it's a call to each and every believer. But I, I, you should know that God is faithful to provide. God is faithful to heal. God is faithful to deliver. God is faithful to do everything that you have committed to him in prayer. One day we had a situation again, the enemy attacked us here in, in America. Our daughter got double pneumonia. She was taken to one of the best hospitals in the Inland Empire. She went into coma for two weeks. We were praying, we were praying, but she went into coma. So one day we are sitting, my wife and I, plus a couple friends of ours, the doctor comes to us. He says, we have bad news. Your daughter will not make it. We've tried our best, but she won't make it. At that moment, I had holy anger in me. I said, devil, you have no right to take the life of my child. There is a name that is above every name. Yeah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow down and every tongue must confess. So I, I said, let's go and pray for our daughter. We went into this intensive care unit. She's covered with all kinds of tubes everywhere. There is healing Jesus. We said, in the name of Jesus, be made whole. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. As we prayed, we, we saw her shaking. We prayed for the first time after two weeks being in a coma. She opened her eyes. We prayed. She gave an indication that she wanted those tubes to be taken. The medical team came and took the tubes. She sat. They said, give her a drink. They gave her a drink. After two days, three days, she was discharged. On Monday, she was able to go and write her exam, grade seven. There is a power in the name of Jesus. I wish I can tell you testimonies after testimonies how God has used us to touch lives, to heal the sick. So many, I can tell you, even here in this country. One time I was in, in Texas. I was training as a chaplain there. One day, this day, this day, uh, the, the nurses, the doctors, they, they had this woman. They, could, they didn't know what to do. She was just, says, I'm dying today. 
So eventually they called me, said, this woman, you can't help. She says, she's dying. So I went to speak to her. So what's happening? She says, I'm dying today. I said, how, how do you know that you are dying today? Because my body is wearing down. I know I'm going, I'm going. But when I go, I ask this one and this one. She gives me telephone numbers to come and pick my body tomorrow. Because tonight I'm dying. I said to her, life is not in your hands. Life is in the hands of the master. Would you like me to pray for you? Yes. I said, in the name of Jesus, let the healing power flow in your body. I prayed for her. I saw calmness on her countenance. Calmness. I prayed. She sat. The following, the following day, I went there. I found her seated, cleaning her teeth. The first thing she said to me, I guess we are still here. <laughs> so again, the third day I went there, I found her walking around. She says, I guess we are going home. <laughs> home, back to her home. She's totally recovered. I prayed for a Hindu, a Hindu person. She says, do you want me to pray for you? She says, yes. I said, but you know, I pray in the name of Jesus. I don't pray in the name of another God. You want me to pray for you in the name of Jesus? I say, in the name of Jesus, rise from your bed. The wife was seated there. He stood like that. The following morning, he was discharged. God. God of powers. You know, God speaks one day. We went to attend a big crusade in Zambia. Thousands of people. Then we were just elders in the church. We were just elders in the church. We went there, and uh, when they made an altar call, thousands of people went forward. So the organizers were overwhelmed in terms of the number of people who went there. So they asked to say, if there's any pastor in the congregation, could you please come and help us to pray? So I told my wife, let's go home. We are not pastors. We are elders. We are just, let's go. And so as we are going out, God spoke for the first time. That's the first time I heard an audible voice of God. He just said, go and pray for people. We went back. Oh my gracious, people were just screaming, I'm healed. I'm healed. All pain is gone. I'm delivered. The power of God is we are going. So it doesn't, you don't have to be a pastor. You just have to be a child of God to see miracles in your life. Yeah. God is faithful. I could tell you stories and stories. I told the people in the, in the morning that, you know, in Africa we look at the sun. As long as the sun is there, we keep talking. <laughs> but now here you, you go by the clock. So I, I really don't want to to take a lot of your time, but I want to challenge you to go in the vineyard to work for the master. Knowing that he will not forsake you, he will not leave you, he will not abandon you. He is no respecter of persons. If you call upon the name of the Lord, he will save you. 
Can you just finish uh, two slides for, for us, please? Uh, the children, I just felt something. The children or the institute, thousands of kids. This is the school we are supporting. That's where it is, 800 kids. Four teachers, 200 for each teacher. So we want to, 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 to build four houses for four more teachers. Each house is about $15,000. Of course, they are just basic structures. And that's the school we are supporting. And then, you, and then after the school, we have got the empowerment center. Uh, Africa Empowerment Center is a discipleship training center. Because one of the things we like in Africa is trained people. And we want to use what God has deposited in us and from all well-wishers to, to train as many disciples for Christ as possible. I know it can be done because God has done it in our lives. So we remain faithful. We remain trusting we remain on our knees, and God will do incredible and wonderful things. It's great to be with you. Pastor Tom, it's great to be with you and this opportunity. And uh, may God richly bless you. There's a lot of work in Africa or even elsewhere. You know, but in Africa, uh, one of these days, some of you may come with us so you can see the fruit of what is happening there because a few people in this church are already supporting our ministry. So you can see the fruit of your work. We want to make sure that every dollar is accounted for. Us, my wife and I, God has provided us a, a way of supporting ourselves. So whatever you give, you know, whatever is given to the ministry, not, not whatever is given to the ministry, we, we plow it in the ministry for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. That's why we are saved. We are not saved. Christianity is not, it's not for, for keeping. We should not be like a dead sea. We should be like Sea of Galilee. We are channels for his love to flow, for his power to flow, to touch, to impact lives, to transform lives to the glory of his name. God bless you. We just went to Africa. Now you got to now you got to come back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, isn't that an incredible testimony? I mean, isn't it amazing? Just you know, we sometimes I think about it. You know, we can be kind of walled in here in Bakersfield. Uh, our world literally walled in. I mean, mountains here, mountains here, mountains here, and and just start tucked away in our own little corner of the valley. And you know, for some of us. Our world is Rosedale. I mean, that's, your, that's our world. You know, or others of us may be greater Bakersfield or, or, or the South Valley. But, you know, we're, we're reminded this morning uh, that we share something with the Spirit of God in us. We share something as, as Californians, as Americans. Uh, we share something with the rest of the world, Asians and Europeans, Australians, Africans, everywhere. It's all going around. And... I think it's a beautiful thing to hear these stories and to be reminded uh, that uh, God is everywhere, uh, that God so loved the world, uh, not just our world, but yeah. the world, yeah. 
And uh, that we can, you know, we are going to have many, many brothers and sisters when we cross over the other side. And uh, they're, they're going to be from many lands, many continents, many nations. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, let me bless you real quick before you go. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the face of God shine upon you. May God be gracious to you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.